just to give a heads up to all of our fans out there who might be listening, we are sitting in Oregon, specifically Portland, in the hottest day of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's going to be hitting 113 degrees. As such, you might be able, you might be hearing this in the background. That hiss is the sound of our air conditioner. I'm sorry that the audio quality is going to be taking a hit for this chapter, but quite frankly, I think uh, our personal health is more important. And since this is a soundproof room, it does a good job of insulating. So I'm very pleased to announce that we will be not dying at our yeah. table. You would be able to hear the sweat on yeah. audio if we <laughs> didn't the drip, have it. Drip, drip of our, of our life Do you want to hear away. a TPK in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An IRL TPK. Exactly. So I'm sorry for that, but alas, this is necessary. Thank you so much for your patience. And after this chapter, maybe after the next chapter, you won't hear it anymore. But uh, without further ado, let's get into the action. So let me get this straight. The spider climb gloves, the rope of recall, and the pack of forgotten keys just happened to find their way into your room. The night the remains of Prince Dominion of the Minuscula family went missing from the resurrection vault? Look, Damu's not accusing you of anything. I just want to get the story straight. I mean, I understand. You get married. Your fiancé has family in Slighton, so you book a ship. Now your new wife is missing, your honeymoon is ruined, and you're on the hook for a crime you know nothing about. Hang about, Vanya. I thought he was the thief. Weren't we trying to get him to turn over on his wife and all? Hey, Luna, can we talk to you over here for a second? Oh, sure thing. Do you remember that time about three minutes ago? Ages, I know. When we said you could sit in on the interrogation as long as you played it cool? Uh, sure, but... And you remember that part where we said we had a plan and we needed to stick to that plan? I was hanging on every word, Damu. But... And can you imagine how revealing the plan to the suspect could potentially damage that plan? I mean, how could I not... I figured the plan was sort of... moot. Uh, how's that? Well, I remember that smell I couldn't put my finger on back at the vault. Sure. Well, I remember it now. We had sweets. That's the ride's family's company, isn't it? Yes. Well, it reeks of lemon snaps in here. Uh, your point? Um, Waffle, you want to feel this one? Yep, his wife's in his pocket. What? what? He's been jacking his brass pocket every 15 minutes. Wife's in there. I mean, how'd you miss that? I just figured you were looking for a confession or something to make it easier in court. Uh, well, I guess you're under arrest. You can't prove a thing. This'll never stand up in court. Ah, come on. You're feeding the blueberries right now. Roars and screeches of triumph echo across the mountain range. Even now you feel the cold of Row K-43 receding as the plane rubs the sleep from its eyes and awakens to the late and welcome spring. Yet for one of you, the radiant heat is too much to bear. Penny, your vision goes red. The world shakes with your heartbeat. Penny is looking around and kind of spinning, surveying the the site, but... It's evident by anyone watching her that she's not really seeing it. Her face is flush. Her knees are wobbly. And just as she starts to say something, I I think we will... She stumbles and falls into the arms of the nearest person. I almost grabs Penny. As fever grips Penelope Farthing, she collapses into the grip of febrile delirium. I want all four of you to roll initiative as we enter a skill challenge of the mind. Mm-hmm. I'm fucked. <laughs> this is all of our strongest suit. <laughs> Again, pretty smart, still not wise. I would like to hear the results from Gaspar, Iavos, and Hal. 21. Okay. 18. Okay. A three. Beautiful. After each of your turns, Penny will make a constitution saving throw. If she fails, she will gain an injury level. In order to help her, you must deduce what is afflicting her and take some action against it. You may roll any knowledge skill, medicine, insight, or perception. Each success grants Penny a use of inspiration, which can be used after her failed roll. But who knows? Perhaps she can overcome this threat on her own. Or perhaps she'll have no choice. Mm -hmm. Beginning with Gaspar. 
Gaspar is going to quickly try and reference events of synchronized plurals having this sort of affliction before. He's done a bit of research as to how some plurals have died while synchronized, all those kind of things, and perhaps a history check will do. Give me that history roll. History. That is a dirty 20. Perfect. Plural beings thrive on worship and the intention of singulars. She is currently wearing her LUQ bracelet. This prevents any and all quintessence from flowing into her. Okay. Gaspar is going to act quickly and attempt to take off the bracelet. It comes off freely. No issue at all. As soon as you feel the bracelet come off, you suddenly can almost through the fog of your fever feel the sensation of their concern, of their care and their worry, and you feel somewhat bolstered. You gain one use of inspiration, and I'd like you to roll me a constitution save. My first roll was six. Okay, what's your total? Um, That's the total. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so I'd really like to use that inspiration. Beautiful, go ahead. That is an 18. That is definitely a success. Immediately you can feel some slight abatement of the extreme fever, but you're still barely capable of maintaining consciousness. How? How comes running over, grabs her face in both hands, and just like turns her head around looking at it, trying to figure out uh, using his insight. Are you what's okay? wrong? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> grab her by the antlers and kind of move her head yeah. around. She's lying to me. Oh my gosh. All right, give me a roll. She's not dead. <laughs> I don't think. 14. Excellent. Yeah, that is that is enough. Immediately. Just by touching her, you can already tell that she's hot to the touch and very uncomfortable. She's experiencing a very powerful delirium, and she doesn't seem to respond well to your voice, but there is some response. Okay. You're worried that her lack of consciousness could be a problem. You're afraid you're losing her. Okay. I'm going to try and use my Asamar healing hands ability mm-hmm. and just try and absorb some of this excess heat and radiance that she's currently overwhelmed by. Cool. Cool, I like that. So, you can feel a sudden cooling sensation on your face. And strangely, you can almost feel a sense of strength, confidence, and even courage coming from it. Go ahead and give me a constitution save. That is a 19 total. All right, that is absolutely a success. And that moves us to Iavos. All right, Iavos is holding on to Penny as she's red hot and fading away. He instinctively goes into his medical mind and tries to read her physiology and see what's happening with her heart rate and all the classical things his sister taught him. Perfect. A medicine garbo. I got a 10. Despite my plus five. You have studied humanoid physiology extensively, but what you have not studied is plural physiology. As you handle this body, it suddenly dawns on you, you don't know anything about how her body works. And while you try to formulate some things you already know and what you've seen from her injuries and things like that, you're struggling to take action, almost like you're paralyzed. Mm. And Iavos also realizes that he's struggling to hold her up and he kind of passes her off to Halophon, having been incredibly weakened by having all his magic drained from the last battle. Indeed. Hal does not notice the shift in load. (laughs) Penny, please roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay. You still have one use of inspiration. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need it because that was a five. Ooh. That's a nat 20. Ooh. Mm. Hooray. You definitely succeed. I'm not going to give you an extra bonus for the 20, unfortunately, but it does manage to abate a little bit. You seem to be kind of pulling yourself back to some semblance of consciousness, but not much. All you can see is vague shapes and the red beating heat pushing in from inside of you. I love how every time there's a chance for Iavos to do like big brain stuff, which is his build, he rolls fucking Garbo. (laughs) That's okay. Hal just rolls Garbo on everything. The brain is too big to access. (laughs) It's like uh, reading through an entire library. Come on. That brings us back to Gaspar. I'm going to roll religion. Okay. Uh, That is a natural one. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. 
it doesn't there's no special problem from that you don't suffer any penalty but that also means you don't have any inspiration for this particular role so go ahead and give me another constitution saving throw okay on the ropes here potentially how's a 12 a 12 does not do it you suffer one injury as the heat suddenly starts to rise in your throat you can feel kind of a, a seizure coming on as your body starts to tighten and you're finding yourself losing control of any physical power that you had before. Penny starts gasping and convulsing, swallowing air as her big golden eyes look directly upwards, not focusing on anything in particular. And that makes it Hal's turn. Penny, the air goes in your lungs, not your stomach. You don't swallow it, you breathe it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hal has now exhausted his skills that don't have a negative for this challenge. So I'm just going to go with perception Look around and see if there's anything around us that might be influencing this. Yeah, absolutely. Eight minus one for a total of seven. That is not a success, unfortunately. Penny, go ahead and roll me another constitution save. It was only one facet away from a 20. Ooh. That is a nat one. Ooh. Oh, dear. Again, no specific penalty for that, um, but you do suffer another injury. (laughs) I started the fail train. I said, oh, dear. (laughs) How many? Uh, <laughs> how many injuries are? Is that your first two? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you have any from combat? No. Okay. Good. No. That's failure number dose. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. How big are the standing stones? Pretty big. Like about ten feet high. Okay. In response to my failed roll, Hal's going to assume that the standing stones are fucking her up, and I'm just going to go like do like a flying tackle and try and knock one over <laughs> and try and collapse the hinge. I like it. Get fucked, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes it Iavos' turn. Iavos, too, is trying to cling to consciousness, but he's doing much better than Penny. He's just going to try to use his skills with religion to figure out something about what's happening in this bizarre world. Sure. With sure. Penny. Something's fucking her up. That is a 19. Excellent. You comb back through what you saw in the battle, and something stood out. When her blade found home in that tentacle, it went in with patina and came out polished bronze. You wonder if there might be some connection. The blade seems to be radiating with some kind of energy. Mm. Iavos is going to grab the pommel of the sword and wrestle it out of Penny's grip, tossing it a couple feet away. All right. As soon as you grab it, you feel um, a kind of a noticeable illness coming from it but not necessarily something evil or malevolent like a sickness or like an illness (laughs) (laughs) but yes you can you can feel almost a a fervor coming over you Mm. yeah i chucked that chucked that poker (laughs) you throw it to the side and it falls on the ground making sure it doesn't land near like one of these bat creatures or peasants they're gonna be like oh what's this (laughs) on that note from what you can tell all of the vries and the remaining colonists are still celebrating. They don't realize what's happened because all of this has happened in only the last few moments. Nice. <laughs> They're very confused by how just flying tackled a rock. <laughs> Penny, go ahead and give me one more constitution save and you do have inspiration. Okay. Here we go. Well, my first roll was an eight. <laughs> so I'm going to use that inspiration. Mm. And that is a 14. That is just enough. You do not suffer another injury. And that brings us back to Gaspar. Did I hear that right? You threw the sword away? Yes. Gaspar is going to run over to the throne sword and investigate it. Yeah, please do. That is a 16. Excellent. You take a moment and kind of reach out with your limited spiritual ability. And you can almost feel the energy of something coming off of this. Something living. Something sentient. And you can practically see a connection between the blade and Penny. I would like to put myself in between them. Okay. My wisp is going to leave the dwarven head. Okay. And I'm going to see if I can, even just a little bit, even if it's just a fraction of what this connection is, conduct something. I like it. I like that a lot, actually. (laughs) So your wisp leaves the head. And drifts into that connection. And as soon as you do, you are overcome with the smell of the forest. But it is a forest drenched in blood. But you do slow the connection some. Penny, you can feel the grip lessening somewhat. 
as you start to come back to yourself. You can remember someone whose name sounded like money, maybe, or some place. But you're finding it difficult to remember what you ever were. Interesting. That is a nat 20. Excellent. And you still have that inspiration, too, so you can save that one. Yeah, I'll hold on to that. (laughs) Just roll the 20 again. You can do better than that. Double 20. (laughs) Penny is the name. Penny's the pun. It's funny. You all hear her laugh, feebly and distant. I don't like that. You come back to us a dime. (laughs) (laughs) She was always a dime. (laughs) All right. That makes a Hal's turn. All right. I assume Hal was not successful in knocking over the rock. No, you were not successful. Okay. You do think it might have wiggled, but that might have been your vision shaking. Okay. All right. Failing that, I'm going to look over at Gaspar holding the sword and whatever he's doing. And I just want to roll insight again to figure out what how should be doing right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was going to say you didn't have enough Karen capacity. Uh, hey, wow. 18. Fantastic. Yeah. You can see the wisp in that stream Mm -hmm. and you can feel that fervor coming off of it and it feels familiar to you. It feels like the heat of battle. It feels almost like when you're in the zone, that distant, faraway feeling that you try to suppress. I'm going to run from where I am. People are probably very confused. Hal just ran from Penny to a rock and now back towards Gaspar. (laughs) Hal's going to go over to the sword, pick it up, rage, and drive it through my arm. Whoa! <laughs> All right. <laughs> fucking zigzag on the swerve. <laughs> Just fucking swerve on this sword. How the how does know what to do? I'm gonna attack stuff. As soon as you pick it up, you feel the radiant, beautiful glory of battle. You can feel the triumph that's just emanating off of everybody around you, and you stand there shaking your head, champing. Uh, running your hooves through the ground and you let out a bellow that sounds nothing like you. The thought of harming yourself could not be farther from your mind. But you do see your enemy, a distant shadow that surrounds you as the forest slowly presses in. Penny, you can feel the cool breeze on your skin. You can feel the light of the sun. You feel like you might be getting better. Give me another constitution save. Okay. That was an 11, so I'm going to use that inspiration. (laughs) Okay, and there's another narrow 14. Fantastic. You have one inspiration remaining, and you're slowly starting to feel like yourself again. But the fever is still intense. Like that thing the singulars talk about, the idea of getting sick and being bedridden for days. You feel like that, but like you've been here for months. Hi, Athos. While the boys are wrestling with the evil sword thing... Iavos is going to turn to magic, his trusty old ally, and use an arcana check to gain some knowledge about this whole ordeal. Beautiful. Can't see. Oh, it's a 16, so that's a 21. I like it. The information you have regarding plurals and their biology is somewhat lacking, but you do know how fevers work. You do know how convulsions work. You know her body needs to get cool. I am going to activate... A cantrip to use frostbite, but I'm going to turn it down to one. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to focus all of my arcana into using this magic without harming her, but like cooling her way down. Mm. I envision the long, cold winters of home. Families huddled together for warmth while the cold air battered at the windows. I'm going to, I'm going to boost Penny's AC. (laughs) (laughs) Penny, you get another point of inspiration and I want you to roll two constitution saves. Okay. This one, this one feels important. So no, it's just arbitrarily two now. Yep. Yeah. I was trying to speed the skill challenge up. <laughs> um, if you're in the live stream, you know, feel free to to, to clap your hands or, yeah. or whatever you need yeah. to do to support Penny. S- spam those <laughs> right emotes. Now. Donate <laughs> bits. Uh, that was a fifteen for my first roll. Okay. So I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so for my second roll, that's a nat one. So I'm going to use an inspiration. Okay. You've chosen wisely. <laughs> yeah. That's a total of eight. I think I have one more inspiration. You do. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's all on this. <laughs> That's a nine. Mm. I mean, it's better. <laughs> I mean, it's still better than one. 
So one one success and one failure that round. Mm-hmm. Slowly, the fever begins to abate, but the damage it's done is noticeable. On your third injury, you now have a temporary disability affecting your mind. Intelligence rolls will be rolled at disadvantage until this is repaired. Penny! Penny, please wake up! Penny! My head is spinning. As the words start to leave your mouth and you hear theirs slowly drifting farther and farther away, you can feel the red closing in. Her fever eases. Her convulsions stop. But Penny Farthing is not out of the woods yet. The trees encircle you, pressing in like predators. But you are no fragile doe. Your heavy hooves shake the earth as you prowl the underbrush. The stench of rot is heavy in your snout. The sickly sweet taste of autumn. Every shadow threatens. Every twig snap. A promise. The enemy is here. Fury rises hot in your throat. You can taste blood on your lips. You hear drums all around you. Thun thump, thun thump, thun thump. The tide of battle rises and washes away your fear. Washes away your love. Only blood remains. Thun thump, thun thump, thun thump. You see the enemy. They are without face or form. Your voice boils a challenge. Their allies shrink back into the red shadow. Thun thump, thun thump, thun thump. Your blade finds home. You are bathed in red sacrament. You pay tithe from your own belly, a wash in the glory of mutual death. The drums slow. Thun thump, thun thump, thun thump. Welcome back to The Experience. Luck coverage for the lucky viewer. I'm Dirk Bradley. And I'm Warren Rustborough. As the gutter snipes wrap up the loose ends on Theta G-17, better known as Tiny Town, Aura clerics rush to the ring to tend to the league's first plural player, Penelope Farthing of Evdemonia. I hope every god from every dimension lines up buffet-style to boot-kiss whoever hurt my lucky penny right in the neck meat. Reports indicate that she did this to herself through the use of a hitherto unknown magical life. My fury stands. No one hurts Miss Farthing. Not even Miss Farthing. While normally the use of an unregistered magical item and removal of one scribe bracelet would be grounds for punitive measures, the judges have determined that Penelope Farthing was not aware of her weapon's abilities, and as such this falls under last year's ruling that magical items and abilities that manifest during a quest are legal for the duration of said quest. All right, after Fen Filthwater lost his head battling the indomitable Greg, and then he grew a new one thanks to the amulet of quick thinking? A head-to-head battle we won't soon forget. Quick thinking, that's one heck of a mistranslation, eh, Rust? I could see how one might see it on a job posting and completely misinterpret what it meant. But there's no misinterpreting Team Gold Dragon's winning streak. They're racking up more fours and fives than I do at my favorite sport. Soccer? Bowling. Well, with the battle axis being reopened and Gold Dragon's number coming up, will our novel novices need to be saved by the bell? We'll find out. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We now return to That's What She Slawed. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. 
So anyway, that's when I embedded my eggs into his abdomen. It's been two weeks and he's still having my kids. I don't even know his name. Did you at least buy him a drink? What's up, you dirty slads? Sladimir, you can't just let yourself in like that. Sounds like someone regrets giving me a spare key. I didn't give you a spare key. You left it for me right under the doormat. Sladimir, what happened to your claws? Who did this to you? I did it to myself. They were getting a little long, so I went to Manscaped.com and got the new Shears 2.0 nail grooming kit. It was perfect for my toe claws, too. I was sick of them ruining my flip-flops. Manscaped? That sounds like a human creation. It is. Usually I hate those stupid apes, but they really knocked it out of the park with this Manscaped thing. Their performance package 4.0 comes with the newest lawnmower, and it's the most advanced and easy-to-use electric razor I've ever had. It works underwater, which is perfect for my murky bog. And the 7,000 RPM motor and ceramic blades leave my egg sac smooth and glistening. Wait, we're sleds. We have pubes? I thought we were giant frog monsters. There are a lot of weird dimensions, Sladrick. Frog brush is hardly the weirdest thing you could think of. <laughs> But without your deadly claws, how will you rend the flesh of your foes? I'll just use a knife or something. You've disgraced all slot with this act. <gasps> Why would you do something so shameful? Well, without those big claws, it's a lot easier to finger blast your mom. <laughs> Manscaped.com. Come check out the new performance package 4.0, the Weed Whacker, the Shears, and all the wonderful colognes and skincare products available to you. Be clean and confident. Feel the wind on your chimes. And use code LUQ for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com. Don't trust anyone else with your junk. Hey, all you cuties, welcome to the mid-roll, a sacred between-place blessed by Selvage. The Discord is very active with people expressing their enjoyment of Season 2 of the LUQ Battle Axis. We'd love to see more listeners take to social media and let us know how much fun you're having with the new story and the new characters. If you need links to our social media, Discord, or our Patreon, you can find them at theluq.com. Our Patreon is where amazing fans of the show go to show their support for our product and in the process get loads of great rewards. We're getting very close to 100 patrons on that platform. And when that happens, we're going to raffle off an LUQ t-shirt to one of our patrons at random using a D100. Now's your chance to get in on that action and get all the great rewards waiting for you there. Other rewards you can get from the Patreon include becoming a character in the universe, making your character sheet for the battle axis, and becoming part of the show's meta. You can also join one of the legendary teams and get mentioned during all of the mid-rolls. Those teams are the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Titans Rise, with Darsmail, Andrew42, Timothy Southern, and Evelyn. And a thank you to a floating legendary member, Zoe Voller. We don't always have enough legendary patrons to make a new team, and we'll do better about thanking those of you who are still in limbo getting onto it. If you want to send something to Slapdash, be it fan art, gaming stuff, or one-foot-by-one-foot wall-hanging art for the studio, the P.O. Box is 230091, Tigered, Oregon, 97281. We'd love to see what you send us, but break ye not the forbiddance of homemade food. We've seen a fair bit of growth recently, and it has us hungry for more. If you have a Twitter and want to give LUQ a shout-out, people see that. We see that, and we share it. It would mean so much to us. Uh, we understand a lot of people avoid social media because it's indeed a deep rabbit hole of frequently not great opinions. But for a little up-and-coming studio like us, it's a big deal. Or if you haven't left a review, you can do that too. Join us on Mondays for new episode premieres at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams or loads of other gameplay during the week like Pokemon Nuzlocks. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the episode. You stink, but that's not your fault. After a long day in the turnip fields, it's hard not to get another worldly funk. Regular lye soap and scented unguents aren't enough. You need a deep clean. I mean a really deep clean. Nobody makes soaps, shampoos, and conditioner like Bathomet. 
mystical cleaning powers utilizing organic occult secrets to wash you clean of your daily woe and leave your skin feeling reborn. Witch hazel, marjoram, unholy basil, sage, and mugwort. Baptize your flesh in the forbidden scents of the forgotten world. Need to relax? Try soaking your tired bones in our new Beals of Bubble Bath. Powerful smells call for powerful patrons. Bathament. Clean as hell. Using what resources you have to hand, you build a modest stretcher with which to carry Penny to the colony. You begin making your way down the winding and treacherous path to the entrance of the Vries Warrens. Here, there are no great rocks or sudden cliffs to contend with. Instead, you walk in silence, the only sounds your footsteps and the troubled, febrile mutterings of your friend. After Gaspar and Iavos did most of the heavy lifting in curing Penny, Hal is doing most of the heavy lifting in carrying Penny and has got the heavy end of the stretcher. The <laughs> end? <laughs> I don't think that's how stretchers work. But, <laughs> but that's certainly how Hal thinks stretchers work. Yes. He's also, you're just carrying the equipment on your back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, you're carrying Penny's stuff. I would assume the end where somebody's head and torso were would be a little heavier than the end where their feet are. Iavos is probably falling back slightly, watching Penny on the stretcher from behind, but also mustering as much physical strength as he can. Iavos looks like he's completely depleted. You can hear distant whining from the Vries who are concerned for Penny and that almost sounds like they're making a warbling sound that you've come to understand is a nurturing noise from them. Mm. Sad bats. Some healing vibrations. Yeah. It translates to bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> How far till we get to the, the portal? Do you think it'll be charged? The portal won't be ready. It'll be at least another day and a half. Then perhaps we can rest up in your colony. Of course. We'll get her to the infirmary. I will stay by her side, but I do need to rest. What can we even do for her when we get to the colony? This is not a regular sickness. We, between us, have many skills and areas of understanding that perhaps these people do not. I think if we work together, we can find a way to alleviate her discomfort. But for now, I was not watching who took the sword. I believe it's on Hal's back. Oh, yeah. I've got that. Uh, that and uh, most of the other equipment. And speaking of swords, there's only one way I know how to ease people's suffering. <laughs> we will not speak of such a choice. We should treat that blade with great care. Try not to handle it if you can, especially as a weapon. It seems to have a mind of its own. Well, uh, you can't actually kill a plural, can you? I thought you just if you killed them, then they just went back to their plane. There are ways to get rid of plurals. Like like they're cockroaches? What? No, you can kill them. How would one do such a thing? And why? Well, I believe it depends on their construction, but the soul has both energy and a concept. When something is synchronized and destroyed, there is a chance that the concept never rebuilds. The energy sure is there, much like the energy of the world. But whatever that energy turns back into in her plane might not be Penny. Therefore, there is no more Penny, and there may never be another one. So if Penny dies, then the Penny that we all know and love dies. Same as any of us. Just some other version of her exists somewhere else. I'm not too sure about the specifics of this case, but that is a very possible result. But let us make sure that that does not happen. Your conversation is interrupted by Penelope whimpering softly and kicking her feet gently as if she's running wherever she is. Shh, Penny, relax. By the way, when you die, you can have your head. It's so sad and really cute at the same time. (laughs) She's dreaming. (laughs) You eventually find yourselves at an exit, leading to the colony. As you emerge with Penny, you are taken aback by the sight before you. A monsoon rain of blood has settled into the land. The sun shines down hot, baking a layer of sticky rust all over the valley. And despite the losses suffered in the attack on the colony, there are no bodies of the dead. Only blood. As they make their way back to the the colony to find a place to rest and bring Penny to the infirmary, as Iavos is following back, 
again, just like tired and weak. He looks down at his hands that manifested this horrible killing magic that struck the final blow on a sky god. And the very tips of his fingers are now the same pitch black as the top of his head. And his palms seem to be fading to a darker color, like less color exists within them. He looks at them confused and shaking. Ooh. <laughs> That's fucking... I like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that. I'm sorry. I like it. <laughs> this is almost the exact situation that Penny is running from in her mind, I believe. Uh, yep. When a bit of my soul was in the connection between the sword and Penny, it was a forest soaked in blood. Perhaps this is making a suitable environment for whatever lives in the sword. I believe that the blade is in fact powered by sanguination, but this blood, this blood is dead, as is the god it came from. Shazuska walks up and says, I certainly hope so. I can't believe we suffered these losses. If Skia is willing to uh, house us here and allow us to continue to stay, Hopefully we can, I don't know, have some kind of ceremony for them. I believe such a thing would be well accepted by the customs we've observed from them. Yeah, just uh, be careful what kind of ceremony you have, because I don't want to go do this again. The infirmary's over there. Feel free to drop her off. Uh, Skia said he wanted to take care of her. Very good. Uh, Hal... I will follow Hal to the infirmary as he's dragging the heavy end of her stretcher. Right, right. Uh, and whenever we get there, I just drag a chair up next to the, the bed that she's going to be put on and have a have a good old sit down. There's a rocking chair for you. <laughs> as you approach, Skia comes up to the body and shakes his staff and gently kind of runs it over her. Uh, you can't see or feel any particular magic coming from it, but... He does seem to be hard at work with some kind of ritual. I need space. If you are not part of the ritual, you should not be here. You may help if you wish. That is my choice then. Show me what to do. Mm. I can do nothing here. I'll go help those that I can. Those that have died. His process seems to be very primal. Very animalistic. There's a period where he's running around her like a beast and even like climbs up onto the bed and roars in her face. And he indicates that the process is something like calling out the beast and pulling it from her. All right. He gives you his staff and gives you some words to say as you walk about in a circle around the bed that's been pulled away from the wall. Mm -hmm. And also uh, what looks like a jug that contains bile. Gross. And you're supposed to sprinkle that on her as though holy water. Boy, I'm being very respectful of the Vries customs here, because <laughs> Iavos does not consider this traditional medicine. <laughs> That's fair. But hey, you know, when in Vries do is the Vries. <laughs> exactly. Hal and Gaspar, as you walk out, Chazuska comes up to you. We lost him. We lost Loper, which was a hard hit. He was a good, he was a good foreman. Felsa is badly injured with a gut wound. Will she make it? I don't know. She might have to go back with you when the time comes. Reth's fine, I guess. Uh, he lost an arm and a tail, but uh, apparently he doesn't care because they grow back. That's good. Uh, but he can still work the forge, and he seems to insist that that's something we got to do. So, yeah. Once again, a boss's dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, glad you were here. You did your job well. As best we could. Could you take me to see the um, uh, the woman with the gut wound? Yeah, sure. Um, I think she's in her hut. Come on. He leads you to a small cabin. And inside you do see Felsa there standing with her hand on her gut as she is making some kind of uh, concoction in a pot. It smells strongly of like old meat. Uh, uh, you know cooking all the dead god bits are you what no i'm making uh, i'm making glue somebody's got to do it uh i i walk up do, do you mind if i just give you a little uh go nuts i put my hand on her and i'll dump all 10 of if, my yeah. 
of my pool for for lay on hands, my paladin ability, to to try and help knit that gut wound back together. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you do, she kind of sits down with the extreme discomfort. From what you understand, healing of injuries uh, using magic often is extraordinarily beyond any imagination itchy. Itchy so much, in fact, that the desire to like tear the skin is overwhelming. She sits and just writhes as you continue to heal her. But the wound does begin to heal. Oh, great. I guess I can get back to work then. Uh, Yeah, I mean, wristing is good, but, uh, you know, would hate for the glue to go to waste. She looks past you. You're up, Slugger. Huh? She gestures towards the door. And there you see Shakesh, the warrior. Ah. He points his halberd at you. You come. All right. Fine. What, uh... What are we doing? Are we going to glue Gaspar's head back on? I'm going to stab you. Oh. Uh, where? Uh, shoulder should do. He takes his halberd. I brace. <laughs> and thrusts it somewhat gently, as gently as these things can be, into your shoulder. As soon as he does, you can feel a profound sense of draining, as though your life force is being pulled from you. You take five damage. Okay. He then holds the halberd aloft, and he begins screeching in various warbling tones. He then passes the halberd to you. I take it. This is yours, as payment for your service. I don't know that I've ever been stabbed as payment. It is to activate. Activate what? It is now attuned to you. Oh. I serve Ixi. I serve this place and our god. What do you serve? Uh... That's sort of a complicated question, actually. Um, some of my friends are gods, but... Um, you have no answer. This is bad. You must find something to serve. In battle, you lose control. Purpose gives you control. You damage yourself. You damage your friends. Hopefully this will help you damage your enemies. Our people drink the blood of our fallen leaders. We believe that the blood grants strength. Your body is not made for this, but this weapon carries such magic with it. He has given you a plus one bone halberd of life stealing. Nice. It does 3d6 damage on a critical, and you gain that much HP back. Wow. Only on a critical, though? On a critical. Okay. It is a rare weapon and is viable for use in non-access quests. What is Gaspar doing? Gaspar is going up to the mountain to observe the funeral rites of the Vries. Excellent. When you get there, you follow their procession at some distance, a respectful distance. And when you arrive on the top of the mountain, you see that they've already begun their process. The first thing they do is perform a Y incision on the front of their fallen dead. Once they've done this, they open the chest, remove the organs, and then they hang them out with their arms extended and their wings fully unfurled. And then they allow them to dry on what looks like a large, tall stake. Fucking metal. As they do this, you see that one Vries in particular that fell is being tended to by a very young Vries. As he performs the rite, at the very end, he looks at you, he looks at the body, he spits on the body, and then takes the bone blade that he has and removes its head. After the body has been elevated, he takes the head and brings it to you. You are just giving this to me. How did you know? We have those like you. Your funeral rites seem very utilitarian. They are. You make use of everything. Once they are dry, their leathers are used. Their organs are fed to animals. But sin lives in the head. I imagine you know this. For those that have heads, yeah. This one is heavy. You will take it, carry it away, so that his spirit may ascend without the weight of it. I will take on this task. Thank you for honoring me with it. Thank you. He then continues with his work while the rest finish up theirs. Hiavos, as you finish the rite, you find that Penny's flush has significantly reduced. The intensity of her fever is diminished, and she seems to be doing much better. Against all medical odds. <laughs> <laughs> as he sits in the chair back when she's in the mending phase and... uh the shaman is done with his task. He's just going to hold her hand and drift off into a very old man's sleep. 
He sings a soft lullaby that puts both of them into a comforting rest. Nice. As you drift off to sleep, you are suddenly slapped on the face with some haste and impatience. Mm. And though it feels like you've only closed your eyes and opened them, it is now night. I'm just mm. resting my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is Skia again. You are a great shaman. I have a great reverence for ceremony and magic. Thank you for helping Penny with yours. Mm. You are open, receptive to uh, information. One must be to exist where I have been. But you think with body and you think with head. You do not think with soul. This is not an illness. As he gestures over Penny's body. This is a blessing. A blessing. She was blessed by something. And you wish to heal. But to heal is to take the blessing. I would consider keeping the blessing if there was control, but it seems to be killing her body, and that is what I wish to prevent. Competition, danger, chaos, these things breed strength. To weaken, to soften, is to take away that strength from the end result. You must know this. You fight for money, you fight for glory. Without the existence of softness, there's no reason to fight. Or else what are you fighting for? Softness is earned. Correct. And she has earned hers. I have things for you. Knowledge. Come with me. I shall. Rest well, Penny. He takes you to the top, to the stone altars, and he begins channeling the same ritual that cast out the sky god. Using the odd metal adornment that he created, he seems to pull energy from the plane around it and then expel it outwards in almost a cacophonous explosion of radiant planar energy. He does this several times and then instructs you to do the same. Follow the motions as best I can. You can feel the metal radiating with that powerful, expulsive energy. Mm. And as you do, you gain an understanding of the nature of these planes and how they exist in harmony with the things that are from them, but also in disharmony with the things from without. Right. And in the process of this, you learn a new spell. Ooh. The spell is planar rejection. It is an instantaneous cast. It is abjuration. It has verbal, somatic, and material components, the material components being a metal that is native to the plane you are currently on. It is a 10-foot sphere that surrounds you. You manifest a planar convulsion, forcing out all who are unwelcome. All creatures other than the caster within a 10-foot radius must succeed a charisma saving throw. Mm -hmm. On a failure... A creature takes 1d4 force damage and is knocked prone. The damage is doubled if the subject is extra planar. Okay. If the creature is flying, they are forced to the ground. Nice. When casting this spell, using a spell slot of second art level or higher, the damage is increased by 1d4 per step. Okay. You also glean a second spell, and that is Mold Earth. You can feel the spirit of this world calling to you. You can feel the song they spoke of before, and you know how the earth sings. And how to move it. The second spell comes extremely naturally to Iavos. He feels like it ties perfectly in with what he knows. You do well. Thank you for accepting our lessons. What should I do to care for young Penny as she recovers? Nothing. Nothing at all. Should we return the blade that caused this to her? She must have it. Or she will lose a part of herself. Hmm. This is a conversation I must have with her, then. We will do as you say, and thank you again for your assistance. When she rises, give her this. He hands you what looks like almost an ocarina made of clay. On the bottom of it, you see what looks like a crudely drawn bat in charcoal. Hmm. If you uh, use this effectively with good music, it will summon our ancestors. They were small then, not so large as we. And they still flew in the night sky. We have them where I come from, too. Hmm. Good. You honor us with your gifts. Of course. And this is to be used as you choose. He hands you what looks like a small glass lens. You may meditate on a a kind of obstacle. And this will allow you to see through it. I see. A rare gift indeed. It is how we saw the true face of the dark god in the sky through his clouds. 
then I hope in giving it to me, you will no longer need its help in the future. I do not believe we will need it. How? After being given this halberd and not being allowed to heal yourself, you are pulled into several hours of grueling physical training. He seems to be really putting you through the paces, uh, even though he's only using his claws and feet. But he definitely is an advanced combatant. However, now it is night and the air is getting cold and you're slowly losing steam. Um, you know how you anointed the halberd with uh, my blood? Yes. Um, I have a sword when I pull out the sword. It uh, is Penny's sword and she's kind of sick right now. Um, but it seems to react to being anointed in blood. Can you tell me anything about this? There are many things that react to blood. I would not be surprised if whatever thing gave her the blessing, needed it, thrived on it. Yeah, kind of got that impression too, actually. Uh, great. Thanks. You would do well to polish the shield as well. Yeah, actually, I've been thinking about that. I pick it up and I toss it into a puddle of blood. (laughs) As soon as you do... Which I was thinking about asking Dana if she was okay with me doing that, but... As soon as you do, you can see the blood start to bubble a little bit mm-hmm. and steam. Mm-hmm. And then when you pull it back out, the blood not only seems to have polished it, but literally just falls off of it as though it was hydrophobic. You do well to bless her with this blood. Yeah, I've seen her trying to polish it herself. Uh, it doesn't seem to work very well. This seemed like a lot less effort. Indeed. The night grows short. I will rest. I'm going to go find Penny. <laughs> Uh, you do find her in the infirmary. Okay. You probably arrive around the same time Iavos does from his spell gathering. Mm-hmm. I walk in with a really shiny shield. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've been busy, Hal. Oh, yeah, this didn't actually take that long. I just dunked it in a puddle of blood and it shined right up. Oh, I was referring to the lacerations all over your skin. Oh. Yeah, this just uh, Tuesday. New cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you... Give me the sword and shield, please. I've been speaking with the shaman, and we've been talking about the magic involved in this. Oh, yeah. I haven't dunked the sword in a pool of blood yet. It sort of seems like it's done a bit of, uh, uh, he waves his fingers in like a magic-y fashion at Penny. A bit of a, bit of a number. Right. Uh, May I? He holds his hands out. Yeah, I mean, you know more about magic than I do. Don't cut yourself, that edge is sharp. I will... Be very careful with the blade. Yeah. He walks over to Penny's bedside, looks down at her and kind of, in a almost paternal, affectionate fashion, just brushes a little bit of her hair out of her face, leans down and says, I hope you rest well, Penny. You have much to face when you awaken. He says, sliding the pommel of the blade into her sleeping hand and resting the shield on her chest. Mm. As you do, your eyes catch on something. The shield and the sword not only had patina, but gouges and obvious battle damage. But after their polishing, they seem completely whole and clean, as though freshly forged. Put that in the old backlog of weird shit these weapons do. As you place your hand on Penny's head, she unconsciously kind of pushes into it and sighs contently for the first time tonight. Oh. Uh, I have us. Yes, how? Do you want me to, I could borrow your, your big sword there and go throw it in a puddle of blood if you want. We could see if, uh, I mean, it, it works for pennies. I understand your train of thought, Hal, but I assure you that this weapon is of a different make than the ones that Penny wields. And I fear that when blood touches this blade, things will have changed for all of us. Ooh. Gaspar is standing on top of a crag that he just found. He is holding the dwarven head no longer bound by the netting he says Finnegal you were a cruel foreman you were effective though your greed caused a cave-in killed multiple people killed yourself but you have done well you have served me so I sent you back the way you truly wanted buried under tons of rock Gaspar throws the dwarven head into the crag. He pulls on a rope that dislodges a few stones that causes a small avalanche to fill the crag. The 
tiny little pink wisp is going to fly out of the head midair towards the severed Vries head. Gaspar's perception of the world changes and the Vries begins to take on a sickening grin, revealing vampiric fangs. You stand before the gate beacon, Halifon carrying your fallen ally, surrounded by those whose lives you have saved and the souls of those you could not. The beacon is activated, and a jagged, unstable portal appears before you. You take one last look at the once frozen valley, now soaked in blood, and the last thing you see as you step through into the strange place you call your home is thick, heavy rain clouds rolling in over row K-43. Market, 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 market. I take it you're excited for the Myriad Market. You know I am, Rusty. I'm going to be hip deep in balls. Balls? Oh, yeah. They got this killer spot. A big pit of plushy balls, cotton candy dispensers, and even dinosaurs. Actual live dinosaurs? (laughs) No, silly. Foam suitmen, but they sure know how to put on one hell of a show. Dirk, are you planning on spending the Myriad Market in the daycare center? Well, yeah. What else would I do? Dirk, the Myriad Market is one of the greatest events of the season, with merchants and tradespeople from across the cosmos. A professional has no business playing in ball pits and eating cotton candy with a bunch of kids. Uh, I see. I mean, come on, Dirk. You must have some self-respect. Well... I know you struggle with the more advanced elements of the job, but I figured you at least knew that the daycare is designed to entertain the children so that adults, like us could enjoy ourselves unfettered. Maybe you're, maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, maybe the event coordinators will let me out of it? I mean, the kids will probably be kind of bummed, but uh, I'm sure there's someone better for the job. Oh, Dirk. I'm sorry. No, no, y- you're right. I shouldn't be messing with kid stuff anymore anyway. I should be cruising the stalls for a scoop. And not hot cream, the latest craze from the burning barity of Beta K-37. No, Dirk, I misread the situation. I didn't realize you were there to entertain the kids. I can think of no man better suited to keeping children occupied. I didn't mean to belittle your gig. That's okay, Rusty. Really, though, I don't think I need the lifetime supply of sizzle pops and the dinosaur suit. A choice payday, but real adults have more important things to do. Dirk, they're paying you in money, right? Metal coins? Legal tender with which you can purchase goods and services? Money? Why would they give me money? Okay, let's start with the basics. In advanced societies... Agriculture can lead to a food surplus which enables diversification of labor. This allows for trade of goods and services. Trade often gives way to codified currencies, usually minted and regulated by governing bodies. You as a provider of services... Hell yes to it all. (sighs) This is a fucking metal episode. Fucking blood rain and... Doom swords and and vampires staked in mm-hmm. fucking crucifixions. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. such a strong ending. Do, 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 do. How, how, that was fun. How high are the rain clouds? Yeah. <laughs> They're normal height. They're oh, normal. Okay, height. good. All right. Okay. Um, so it's a bad day for rain. Yeah. Before we do anything, and I've realized I'm going to do this from now on, I'm going to give you guys your magical items descriptions now mm. during the outro, where hey. people might actually not want to, you know. Give a shit. Um, that, make, that makes some sense. That yeah. kind of makes sense. In fact, I'm going to do this for all things in the future. So, to start, you have the Flute of the Corruptora. It has eight charges. Have and- fun spelling Corruptora. <laughs> it's literally the word for bat. Chiroptera. Yeah. Cairo yeah. and yeah. like pterodactyl. Exactly. Eight charges and can only be recharged in this plane, row K43. So, presumably, it can't be recharged. <laughs> Do you have a write-up for this, or should I just write I will. I will give it to you guys. <laughs> this is going right to Penny. I'm just writing notes for no reason. <laughs> uh, using a full round action, you can make a performance check, DC 14. If you succeed, you may expend up to four charges to summon one swarm of bats for each charge spent. Mm. When all charges are expended, the fr- flute breaks and turns into uh, dry clay. The bats will attack a chosen target, but cannot be controlled in any meaningful way. Uh, when the battle is over, the bats disperse and integrate into the local fauna. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they, they stay? Yeah. You can repopulate a bat 
literal, you literally summon actual living creatures that are just like, all right, time to, time to come, uh, in, come in. It can make an invasive species, though, so be careful. I was going to say, like, park rangers hate them. Find out why. <laughs> Yo, bats are really good. That's for, uh, for that, most there's a there's a uh, there's another ad for you there, Law. You know, control invasive species. Don't summon on foreign planes. <laughs> right. Uh, you also get the lens of Ikshi. It requires attunement. You speak the command word, and when you do so, you can see into and through a chosen non-solid obstacle for one hour. The vision has a 30-foot radius, and the obstacles can include things like smoke, water, fog, people, foliage, but it can't be things like stone or solid, unmoving objects. Basically, you could see through crowds, or you could see through foliage, or whatever. Interesting. That'd be great at concerts. (laughs) be pretty rad. The Vries Head has dark vision out to 120 feet. It has a 30-foot blind sight in relatively quiet environments. Yeah. Loud, sustained noises will interfere with it. Oh. You also get disadvantage on perception checks that involve sight and ranged attacks that are more than 30 feet away from you. But yeah. Cool. And finally, the uh, Bone Halberd of Life Stealing, which we already kind of covered a little bit. But yeah, I thought it might be nice to give you something to uh, to use for fun. You gave me a halberd because you're tired of saying halberd when I actually have a glaive. Yes. Be also, I don't understand the significance of you having a glaive versus a halberd because they have the exact same stats except glaives are worse. Are they? I thought they were the same. I think they have one feature that the... I think there's one feature that the halberd has that glaive doesn't. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it is. It's one All of right. those like bonus things. Okay. I, one of the funny I, things. I'd have to look at it. You can set it against a charge or something. But yeah. So that was that. Yeah. <laughs> that was app. Who, who now it's time to was, do an uh, outro. No, no, no. Who... Who was the MVP? Oh, go. that's true. It was the MVP on this one. I think it was the Bat Shaman doing his goofy chicken dance. Uh, his homo. Oh, homo. <laughs> Whoa, his homie. Homeopathic, yeah. Yeah, with his crystals and his... Yeah, homeopathic medicine. Yeah, his <laughs> scream-based healing. <laughs> uh, I had the strangest dream. I was going to say, I, Penny might have been MVP for passing her constitution saves and not dying of fever and tragically not getting to play this entire episode oh, <laughs> oh it's all good you uh you warned me yeah. and uh i had a lot of fun with it i appreciate that my dice was all ones and 20s yeah <laughs> and then like 14s is crazy i think i think play of the game goes to goes to dana's d20 for keeping it interesting and right the skill challenge. <laughs> yeah yeah that's my vote yeah absolutely who wants to do the outro I would re-listening and I realize it's been a long time since I've done one for Battle Axis, so it's probably time to ante up. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of Season 2 of the League of Ultimate Questing Battle Axis. Let's go around the table and introduce the characters and their pliers. I am Michael. I'm sitting in a new purple chair that we got for this show. Due exclusively to your support as Patreon subscribers and woo. You're literally supporting us. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. You are literally supporting us. so much Yes. Mm -hmm. My, my ass thanks you. My lower back thanks you. Mm-hmm. My name's Angelo. Bats are my second favorite animal. Hey. What's your first favorite? Whales. Whales. Oh, Come I remember on, that. <laughs> I remember that. But all the more does he love the elusive bat whale. <laughs> it's literally just a normal giant blue whale that's with just two a, tiny no, bat wings. That's just a manta ray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> manta rays are actually fucking cool. Regardless. That's really funny. Bats are like my third favorite animal. I do love a bat. Um, top three. I'm Dana. I play Penny, though you might not have necessarily known that in this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a fawn. She's still level three. She's the same Penny you love. All these people with their tiered favorite animals make a fucking YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the record, sharks are my favorite animal, and I'm excited for Shark Week to start soon. You can find lists of our favorite animals on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Click on the uh, Players tab on the LUQ page. No, my name is Lai. I play Avos Isadora, witness to the withering acre. Suddenly like you were going to say something else after that. I'm like, wait. I was, I was thinking if there was room for a joke, I'd slide it in. But then if you just picked up your part. And donkeys are your top five. <laughs> They're La- all five. Laws, <laughs> laws and ass man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Zach. I made this episode and many others for the battle axis. The dungeon I, boy. The dungeon mas- <laughs> m- mistress. Uncle. That's you. No, that's you. I got confused. That's true. That yeah. is me. Yeah. You've been interconnecting with people's minds so much that I just assumed I was you. At this oh, point. yeah. Everyone's been in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, uh, Zach and Dana are plural in real life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I am the Dungeon Master. I'm also the technical director, producer person for Slapdash Studios. I'd also like to thank uh, Sam Hediger, the editor, for editing this very long, very frustrating episode. And also uh, Bree Golden from Golden Stylus for doing the map that we will be seeing later. Ooh. 
Well, if you haven't visited the LUQ.com yet, you're missing out on all of your sources for our social media links, uh, our merch page, which has some great new products, uh, links to find out information about the players and things that they want to show you, like the things they're working on or their social media. And uh, of course, word of mouth is still the best way to help the podcast grow. If you want to tell your friends, it'll honestly keep us growing. We've been growing a little bit, but that's all because of the work you've been doing and it shows. So don't stop now. We need you and we love you. Uh, And until next time, we wish you luck.